Welcome back to a new episode of the All Things Croatia podcast. I'm your host, Stan Kozovac. Born and raised in Los Angeles, I'm now living in Zagreb and studying the Croatian language. Before we start, just do me a favor and follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you're listening, as well as the Facebook and Instagram page. In this series, I'll be talking with people both in the homeland and around the globe who have connections to Croatia. We'll hear from startups, returning diaspora, musicians and athletes, and the biggest Croatian celebrities that will return my calls. But enough about me. Idem Moldalje, and let's get started. All right, welcome back to the podcast, everyone. This week, I'm speaking with the band Gavrani, a father and daughter's trio from Melbourne, who recently moved to Croatia and signed with Croatia Records. Uh, they already have a couple hit singles, and we have the three members of the band here, Jasmine, Tamara, and their father, Miat Gavran. Thanks for coming on the podcast, guys. Thank you for having us. Of course. Uh, and you know, just to start off, uh, I'm a little bit of a musician myself, so... <laughs> Uh, oh, mainly a guitarist. Yes, yeah, so I'll be really critical of you guys here. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I listened to your new song, Svirachi Hvalavam, and I, I oh, really liked it. I thought it was great. And I'm kind of a rock and roll guy, so for me it was nice to hear the guitar influence in the song. And I appreciated that. And of course the vocals are amazing and the, the writing. <laughs> um, but before, before we get into all of that, I want to get a little bit into the history behind the band. You know, how did, how did the band form and when? Yeah, in 2017, uh, me and my sister actually started to perform in the, sorry, 2015, we started performing in the Croatian industry in Melbourne. Uh, we were just, it was more of a duo and stuff like that, but dad was actually with another band at the time. And as we started getting more gigs, um, we wanted more musicians and there was no one else that we wanted more than my father. And we actually begged him to be in the band. A lot of people think it would be reverse, but we actually begged him to be in the band because he was like, nah, no one's going to want your father to be in the band with us. But we actually begged him and he joined. And then since then, we decided um, to stick together. And as Tamara started becoming a songwriter, we started working on our own music together. Well, you know, you just hit on one of the next questions I wanted to ask, you know, what's it like <laughs> being in a band with your father? I mean, it sounds like you guys were all for it then and it, there was never any like, ah, you know, it's, it's my dad. I don't want to be in a band with him. Yeah, no, there was none, none of that. Um, my father actually helped teach me how to sing when I was little. He helped Tamara learn guitar. He was actually our main influence on music. So not only was he our father and someone we trusted the most in the world, he was also our mentor. So mm. it was not... A problem at all it was basically we were on stage and we were really young it was him that we looked to and it made us feel safe to stay up there so it was never a problem so he taught you guys your musical talent how long ago was that when you guys were kids or more recently i couldn't give you a proper date or an age it was all throughout our childhood he was always on the stage doing music uh he had his own studio when i was just born in the backyard. So um, it was always around us. A lot of musicians would come in, use the studio as well. So it was always around us. We always knew a lot of musicians and there was never a home party without a guitar out. So, And you said that, um, you know, you were in the Croatian scene before when you just had the duo, you and your sister. Uh, how did that yeah. start? How did you get started playing, you know, within the Croatian community over there in Melbourne? Well, funnily enough, dad was actually in the music industry, so he already knew in Melbourne. So we actually knew quite a few people in the Croatian community already. So we were kind of raised around those people in those Croatian clubs. Um, and, you know, when we wanted the opportunity, we just had to ask. He paved the way for us, really. 
And were you singing like cover songs? Were you singing in English or Croatian? It was mainly cover songs. Yes, it was all cover songs, sorry. But it was um, actually mainly English when we started because it was easier for us. But as we, obviously we all, we were with the Croatian community clubs at the time. So we had to learn a lot of Croatian songs, which we liked anyway. <laughs> so it wasn't very hard to get onto it. And yeah, uh, we fell in love with all the, especially um, all those rock songs when we got really into it. Ah, so your dad is the, the big rock fan also, huh? Yeah, yeah. He was in the <laughs> 80s. He was in the yeah. 80s. But... <laughs> well, that's good to hear that he got you guys into that as well. Um, do you guys remember the first time you played a Croatian song live? Mm. Or was it well, some of the first times or like some of the first songs that you played, maybe Croatian songs? Well, some of the first Croatian songs. Well, we were performing at Melbourne Nights, I believe, was um, one of the first places we performed. And I think Springvale. Um, there was a couple of, yeah, there was a couple of Croatian clubs that we'd started at at the beginning. But I have to say Melbourne Nights is probably where we started our first as Gavrani, our first Croatian songs were there. Hmm. And do you remember what those songs were at all? Or in the two, no, that was too long ago. What were those songs? What did we start with? I couldn't tell you right now. <laughs> Maybe Krivo je More by Divljagode is what we started ah. with. I think that was one of the first ones. Yeah. Okay, nice. But we definitely didn't go up there just singing that song. We had a lot of songs that we had to sing through. So I doubt it was just that one, but it might have been the first one. <laughs> I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure. Uh, and then I wanted to ask sort of um, writing your first original song in Croatian. What was that like? Well, Tamara would have to answer that one, I believe. She's the main songwriter of the band. Hi there. Hi. <laughs> so I, I wanted to ask, you know, you're, you do rhythm guitar and backing vocals in the band, right? Yes, that's correct. But you're also the primary songwriter, producer and manager. Yes, yes, I so, have been and, and, and will be. Uh, so, but how did you end up getting all of those titles, all those positions? Um, it's funny for me, it's like I just roll them all into one ball and just say like I'm a musician. But um, uh, at the end of the day, yeah, like I started just playing rhythm guitar on the acoustic, especially when me and Jasmine just started out as a duo. And then when dad came along, it, I definitely turned into purely rhythm because dad's a great lead guitarist and I definitely wanted him to stay doing that. And also I'm much more interested in like writing songs and producing, um, you know, music that kind of suits our own style rather than, you know, diving into like mastering the lead guitar. So I'm way happier to like uh, sing backing vocals or just to be a part of the band really. I'm, I think as... Uh, what I do in the band is probably more just the sort of foundational stuff. Like I like to make the songs. I like to get us out on social media, I like do the um, that kind of managing side and, you know, dealing with gigs and bookings and stuff like that. So I definitely enjoy the business side of it. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like it. So you're doing all the promotion and everything as well. Yeah, yeah. So I guess all those titles kind of just roll into one ball at the end of the day. It's not that I'm doing all these separate jobs and it feels like I'm doing multiple jobs. I just It just all mm. came sort of naturally because we did start as an independent band and I was really into 
promoting us at the time. So I just continued doing that um, on my own. And um, later on, yeah, when we signed to Croatia Records, a lot of that has kind of been taken off my shoulders. So that's been a blessing. <laughs> but it, it was also great to kind of hustle at the beginning and learn a lot myself with how to how things go, how to run a band. Obviously, I learned a lot from dad because he was in the industry already and he knew how, you know, things go. Like, how do you set up? When do you rock up to a gig? Um, all those sorts of like sort of minor details, but they do mean a lot. So, um, yeah, he did mentor me in that kind of live event sort of perspective of the music scene. But um, on the other hand, we do make our songs sort of, creatively together you know I'll 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 grab dad's lyrics he'll make lyrics and I'll sort of make the music to it make a demo and then Jasmine will come along and interpret the lyrics in a in her way vocally and yeah it is a team effort it's not <laughs> the, the multiple titles on my my behalf isn't <laughs> isn't really <laughs> how I would say it but we're we're definitely all in it together equally <laughs> Well, yeah, I guess that makes sense. You know, when you're an independent band like you guys were at first, you know, everyone has to, you know, you have to fill all those roles, you know, all three of you guys. So you don't really think of it as, you know, doing different things. It's just part of the part of the gig, you know, part of being a band and getting your songs out there. Um, you touched a little bit on your writing process. I wanted to ask you, you know, if you could go into just a little bit more details about that. I mean, so you said sometimes you'll grab the lyrics from your dad and then what you just strum a couple chords on guitar and you try and you know fit something in there or or how does it work or do you maybe start i know some people like to go with the piano and just get some chords but then later you know add guitar actually lately i've definitely been playing around more with the creative process i used to strictly be sort of grab the lyrics um play a few chords and guitar and hum a melody along with the lyrics like i used to always do it like that um later realizing there's there's so many more ways to to you know attain a creative spark or some sort of inspiration um so like I don't know just you know I'll grab something like a sample or drum loop even or then I'll grab my bass guitar and I'll play a bass line and if I like something there then I'll try and fit that with another chord progression I may have made for another song and I'll just you know kind of like pinching ideas from myself so it's been a bit more like um, exploring different ways to get those creative juices flowing, I guess. <laughs> but it's, it's it's different every time, yeah. Yeah, is it something that like feels natural to you or do you really have to work on it and you know force yourself to try and come up with something? That's a really good question. Um, sometimes it comes natural. Yeah, sometimes. Um, it's very common for songwriters to kind of get themselves in like what we call a writer's block. Um, we'll just sit down for like days on the same on the same project and not know where to go from there. Luckily, I've got two other musicians next to me. So <laughs> um, when I do get stuck somewhere, if I kind of feel like, oh, I've made this, but I'm not really vibing with it, I'll show my dad or show my sister. And um, they will say, you know, totally honestly what they think. And, you know, they'll maybe recommend a different sort of rhythm or, uh, different kind of melody and so it's it's not really just me but um yeah when I do get stuck when it comes to inspiration I, I do have Jasmine and dad um but also like I think listening to a lot of other music every day and all sorts of different genres definitely helps <laughs> find something new 
Yeah, well, that's nice to have that support system as well. You know, two other musicians who you're also related to. So that's easy to talk to them, I'm sure, and, you know, get some ideas, bounce ideas off of. Um, when working now, you guys signed with Croatia Records how long ago now? So we signed two years ago. In 2020, we signed with them. Okay. What was that like? How did, how did that happen? Ah, um, so when we got here uh, to Croatia... In 2020, it was right before sort of COVID hit. Um, so we weren't expecting that. <laughs> but um, after a few months of trying to promote ourselves as a band, as much as we could really, because there weren't any gigs at that time, just kind of getting our name out there. So then once, you know, COVID's sort of like passed, that we can, you know, start gigging again, especially here because, you know, we've come from Australia and we got to now sort of like enter the scene in some way, media-wise, I guess, promotional-wise. Uh, so Dad went to CMC TV and um, had a meeting and to try and get one of our independently released original songs on their channel. And um, they seemed to really like it. Um, that was our song, Zima. Um, I independently released that and then Croatia Records, because dad had presented our work to CMC, that was passed on to Croatia Records and they seemed to really like what we do. Um, and yeah, they offered us a deal and we happily took it. <laughs> wow. So yeah, that was a bit of, um, how do I say, definitely luck. De we definitely feel blessed, but um yeah, we kind of had our own work and projects before we came here. So we kind of came prepared if something like did, like an opportunity like that did happen because we did have material to show them. Um, so it all just worked out really perfectly. Like um, definitely blessed within a, within like six to eight months, we were already talking and, you know, discussing things and the project and how we would further with um, our cooperation. So, yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, that's definitely a dream come true. That's, I mean, that's awesome. Uh, what's, what's it like working with Croatia Records? Because I'm sure with the label, it's a little different. You know, for example, and tell me if I'm wrong, but maybe in one of your original songs when you were independent, uh, they took a listen to that and maybe they'll say, oh, like, let's add some other instruments like violin or, you know, some maybe some things you didn't have in the band before. Because I feel like a lot of, you know, when you go to a big record label and they produce, you know, a song, they add a lot more sort of dimensions to that song with different instruments. You know, was that the case for you guys? Definitely, yeah, um, which was uh, so great. Uh, yeah, so when I was producing by myself, I would record all the instruments, Jazz and Dad and me would play, perform, record, and then I would mix and I would actually send the song to get mastered and then I would independently release through my distribution service online. And then now with a label, it's totally different. So um, first I'll show our managers and the people who sort of run us as a band in Croatia Records, um, like a demo of ours or a song idea or something. And um, we'll see like which ones we like, which ones we think will go for like the next single. And we were lucky enough to be able to work with a couple of producers in Croatia Records, like in-house producers and also external. And we have come to really like and love the work of our producer, whose name's Zvona Domazet. And yes, as you said, 
definitely he totally fills the production and the arrangement with so many more instruments, uh, diversifies the arrangement completely. And I think the overall results from the studio production on their side is great and we're totally happy and satisfied with how it sounds. Um, we'll look, we hope that everybody likes it too. It is different to like what I would do. For instance, I produced the song Nemate and there is definitely a difference between my production and the production of these amazing professionals, but we're totally blessed that we get to work with these incredible talents. Um, and they're really easygoing and great to work with anyway. So whatever creative ideas or decisions we have, we can kind of bring it to the table and, you know, they're totally accepting and open-minded too. It's all in everybody's interest to um, make the song good. <laughs> so it's a, yeah. we're all trying to achieve the same goal. Well, I'm, I'm glad to hear that you guys like working with them and, you know, they're doing a great job so far. Everything sounds amazing. I've listened to a couple of your guys' songs. I really like it. Um, Thank you. <laughs> I, I want to ask your dad a question now. So, Miat, I wanted to ask you um, a little bit about yourself. You know, you were born in Croatia. Um, which part were you born and raised in and sort of what was life like growing up for you, if you wouldn't mind just a little bit about your history? Well, I was actually born in Bosnia. Mm. Yeah, I was born in Bosnia and then uh, uh, I was 25 when I went to Australia. I met my wife. They were... Uh, on a trip around the world and I was playing somewhere we met and then I went to Australia to see what's Australia like because I always liked English-speaking countries that that was for me like close to rock and roll yeah mm. yeah music and uh, went to see uh, what's life like there I did like it and stayed in Australia for 29 years Wow. <laughs> yeah, you must have liked it then. <laughs> yeah, I did like it. So yeah, that's that's pretty much uh, in short uh, a little bit about me before we decide to come back to Croatia and try our life here, which we really at the moment enjoy. And I think that was really good decision that we make, at least from my behalf. I don't regret one moment of it. Well, how different was... I mean, did you have to get used to a different lifestyle going from uh, Bosnia to Australia? Was it a big change for you or did you, you know, sort of assimilate pretty easily? Actually, it was pretty easy. Like, uh, it was different because the only part what was different is music. I used to play, uh, in, even in Bosnia, played all the time uh, professionally and then went to Australia. That was kind of once a week you know like that was like not enough in regards to music but i always played always had some bands you know being in uh, playing Croatian community and uh, some other bands just for fun so actually everything was pretty good life was good but yeah music was kind of not enough for what i wanted to do you know hmm. What what sort of music were you playing when you were in you know your first bands? Pretty much uh, Croatian pop rock and uh, whatever was mainstream at the time. Mm -hmm. Like what are some of those? Well, would be let's say Giboni, Oliva, mm -hmm. uh, Opća Pasnost, Preokazalište, you know, 
Divlje Jagde, yeah, a lot of these, uh, these bands that, 80s bands that we used to listen, you know, so yeah, whatever, whatever would somebody suggest, oh guys, can you play this as well, we would try, you know, things like that. Huh. So yeah, any any recommendations they threw out there, you would try them. Actually, I saw Opča Opasnos uh, last year in Metković, and they were really good. I'm a they big fan of theirs. Yeah, <laughs> we actually had the privilege to be the uh, support band for them when they were in Australia. Oh so wow, that was, really? Yeah, that was really enjoyable, and playing on the PI system that they play on, like big stage, uh, mm. big crowd. So that that was really special for us and. Uh, we actually met the guys there awesome so we actually we, we when we came here we met them again you know so that was a really good experience yeah that's awesome yeah we we actually was it last year that we went to the um slavonia fest yeah and then they were part of that and yeah we had chance to uh, to like uh catch up again you know remember the melbourne australia and talk about this a little bit so yeah they are great guys now now we are in contact oh pretty cool so now that you guys are here in croatia and you know in the music scene you guys have a couple of hit songs i mean are you, are you meeting a lot of connections and a lot of other croatian artists and bands we actually do we uh we had regular meeting in Croatia, Croatia Records and uh, press uh, press release. Like uh, uh, always, something happening, and whenever we are there, a uh, lot of musicians, a lot of stars are with us, which which is quite unusual for us. But yeah, definitely, we enjoy this meeting all those Croatian stars. So that's that's good part of our job, definitely. Hmm. And you as a musician, um, you know, obviously you inspired your daughters to to want to become, you know, musicians and they wanted you in the band when they were just a duo. Uh, was that something that you were hoping that they would become musicians or did they just sort of naturally, you know, take to music? Uh, actually, uh, it wasn't like that I was uh, sending them to music school uh, as a purpose to be good musicians and play music because I thought actually that usually it doesn't work like that. You know, if you want kids to play, it doesn't happen that way, but they actually themselves showed interest. Are they want to play music? Uh, Dad, do you want to teach us, you know, whatever I said, yeah, but you also need to have proper lessons you like in a proper music school, which actually, uh, it was the best way they, show the interest that they want to play instrument uh, instruments and then uh, when they started attending school i never need to tell them like oh sit down and practice you got uh tomorrow class again no once they picked up instruments they really uh like uh, enjoyed it themselves and that was good sign that they will uh probably do music in their lives. I, however, I never thought that uh, I would play with them because that I didn't think that that going to work, you know, or mm-hmm. didn't even cross my mind. But when that happened and they asked me, I was really uh, glad that they asked me anyway, after all, because now I'm really enjoying myself on stage. 
Yeah, I'm sure that's, I mean, a cool experience for you to be able to play with your daughters. I feel like a lot of times kids are, you know, embarrassed to do things with their parents like that. And, you know, you as a father, I'm sure that that's a great feeling for you. It's actually an awesome feeling. I, I actually, it's hard to des describe it. And uh, it's you like in your life, you can't even hear uh, that's rare that something like that happened that you can he hear from other musicians uh, that sound that would that feels awesome or whatever that's good it just uh, it's just a rare occasion that something like that happens so yeah for what i can say you know i can say it's just my luck that happened like that and uh, yeah definitely every gig that we play first of all we enjoy music you know and love uh, the same type of music which 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 is really uh, been lucky again that way. But uh, like, and you know, like after every gig, we just uh, feel like uh, satisfied, like one more accomplishment, you know, one more good party or whatever, something like that. Mm. Yeah, that's, a, that's definitely a blessing to be able to, you know, experience that. Uh, I have one more question for you. And as a, you know, fellow rock and roller, I want to ask you <laughs> if you ever have like the feeling that you just want to put something heavy or write a song with, you know, something heavier, you know, take you back to the old days and <laughs> crank up some distortion and put some riff in and, you know, maybe it doesn't really fit or no? Well, I very often feel like that. <laughs> so we are on the same page there. However, when uh, when we making song, and actually Tamara, Tamara is the one that makes songs, she usually does this uh, her way, how she feels it, and uh, we kind of keeping it mainstream. But when we practice the song and uh, we want to try something different or on a stage, sometimes we does make it heavier just for ourselves <laughs> you put in some eddie van halen type solo or what <laughs> well in my capability <laughs> <laughs> yeah no, no one can play like eddie that's for sure no. <laughs> jasmine i want to ask you how do you feel about being the front woman of the band you know you're the singer do you enjoy the spotlight while you're singing while you're up oh, there? Oh, honey, I was born for it. <laughs> no, it's great. I love it. I love it. I really do. Um, look, we all have our roles and we actually all love our roles, which is quite rare. You know, in a lot of bands you can find sometimes hear that a lot of people are fighting for the first, for the front man position or for the lead guitarist position. But as you heard from Tamara and Dad, they all actually love their positions. Tamara didn't even want to be on stage when she was younger. She just loved songwriting. And it actually took me a really long time to convince her to actually come out on stage with me and play guitar and be uh, my backing vocalist at least, <laughs> you know, get some experience under her belt. So no one was really forced to be in their spot where they are now? No, no, no one at all. Is I want to ask you a little about the singing in English versus in Croatian. I mean, is that... Is that tough for you? I mean, did you learn Croatian growing up as a kid? It is actually incredibly tough, but not for the reasons that some people would think. Um, so, for example, the word misli, they're actually, the way it's written, it's actually exactly the same word, but it's two meanings. One is thoughts, one is think. Hmm. And then if it depends on how long you sing it for. So for when someone's making a song, 
in a different language, tomorrow I might miss something of that. And then dad will pick up on it. And then we and dad have to work on it to fit it again into the song as it not to have an accent as much as well I have one anyway but as at least as possible <laughs> to have one um and it's actually quite difficult because sometimes you can't quite pronounce the words that you have letters that you have been trying to say like je, like I can never say it as tough as someone from Croatia can it's just one of those things but I've been trying really hard and sometimes some people can pick up on it sometimes they can't but it's not as easy it's definitely easier to speak and sing in your first language for sure I'm sure, yeah. So, but for you, then it's mostly pronunciation as opposed to, well, I guess yeah, pronunciation and pulling the wrong letter in a spot I'm not supposed to, for example. Mm. Yeah. yeah, but you know, I have help, so it's it's yeah. great. Because your dad does most of the um, lyric writing, correct? That's right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because I tried. I'm not proud of this. I tried to write some Croatian lyrics one time, and it was terrible. And then I realized I'm using like the wrong grammatical cases and then it doesn't rhyme and oh it's just too much for me to <laughs> try good to on that. you i wouldn't even have tried <laughs> <laughs> well that's all i did was try i wouldn't say it's <laughs> that good on me but <laughs> yeah i'm sure that's definitely tough in the se- in your second language but do you enjoy i mean singing in croatian oh yeah absolutely absolutely it's actually a really pretty language i like hearing it in um it sounds so clean doesn't it when you hear it in a song it's really mm, a pretty yeah. language yeah, well, it sounds in your songs, it sounds really, really clean. It sounds really good. You know, I couldn't tell that it's that you were, you know, struggling maybe with pronunciations. Oh, you liar. <laughs> Thank <laughs> well, you. my Croatian is not very good. So maybe that's not so big of a compliment. <laughs> um, Thank you. What, what sort of gigs have you guys played over here? I mean, obviously, you came during Corona, so I'm sure there weren't that many available. But, you know, since then, what's the scene been looking like? Yeah. Um, so yeah, we got locked down in March and we were in the house for three months without getting out. So, um, when we finally did come out, it was actually the problem of, as you guys, I think it was like this all over the world, but cafes weren't open and one of the, and restaurants weren't open and all that sort of thing. So obviously there was no clubs, there was no one going out and where do you play? In order to have music playing live somewhere, you also need that industry running. And it wasn't like that. And not only to mention, you can't really have home parties either due to the numbers of people. So it took a really long time to get out of that. Um, But now we've actually been booking up for over the summer. I mean, a lot of our work now is actually got a lot of home work to do, making singles, albums, um, working on all that sort of stuff. It's um, a whole lot of work on its own, but we've actually have been picking up some gigs now that places are open and stuff like that. Not to mention we did come from a country where we were gigging a lot and then no one really knew us here, you know? Mm. So, it, we, yeah, we've been trying to break the ice and it's actually going pretty well. <laughs> well, what's the reception like? Uh, what's the reception been like since you moved to Croatia? Reception? Yeah, you know, have, have people been... I mean, I mean, I don't know. How, how do you guys like living in Croatia, I guess I, I'm asking? Oh, um, yeah. It's different. It's definitely different, but I do love it. It's um, Every single place has its own little magic. Um, I liked living in Melbourne as well, but this Croatia is a little different. It's fun. Mm-hmm. It's You're that, in Zagreb? Yeah, close to about 20 minutes out. Okay. Yeah, what, what what are some of the differences you see? I mean, I'm sure, were you able to travel, you know, on like vacation growing up as a kid? Yeah, 
Uh, well, I did come here as a child and that actually is one of the biggest differences. The kids place and all know each other here and you're allowed to walk out in the street at night. You know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's not weird. <laughs> um, but yeah, as an adult as well, there's definitely some beauties in it. Coffees and mm. the way people behave, uh, everyone's family. Um, it's unusual. It's different. Yeah, uh, it it's also, little, yeah. Yeah. Getting yeah, whereas in Australia, I didn't really know my next door neighbor, I don't think. I mean, like, to be fair, it could be my own fault for moving like seven houses. But <laughs> um, but no, here you see everyone and everybody remembers you and remembers your name and makes an effort to know who you are and make you feel included in the community. And it's actually been quite nice. Everybody's been very welcoming. Hmm. Yeah, it's definitely, it's definitely a little different and not in a bad way, definitely. Yeah. Um, what, what sort of places over here have you been able to travel to? I know for your Nemate music video, you guys shot that in Opatia, right? That's right. How was that? Was... What was that experience? It was hot. I got, <laughs> <laughs> I had sunstroke the next day, but the view was incredible. Oh, I'm <laughs> sure. Incredible. I've never been there. I, it looks really pretty though. Yeah. I mean, I didn't even get to see the views that I saw later on my own film clip, but <laughs> when they got that drone in there, it was incredible to see where I actually was. Um, yeah. Of course, we were working and it was hot and I was concentrating and singing, but it was, yeah, it was a beautiful place and the oceans here are gorgeous. And one of my favorite things about the Croatians here, you know, in Australia, we'd even if the nicest beach was a four-hour drive, it would only be for a day. But here, they're like, four-hour drive. We have to stay there for two weeks. I'm like, absolutely. <laughs> You're completely right. I'm picking that one up. <laughs> That's a big journey over here. That's a tradition I want to keep going. <laughs> Let's do it. Uh, well, was that your, your first music video that you guys shot or just first music video in Croatia? First music video in Croatia. Okay. Yes. Zima was done at a place called Ragusa Republica in Melbourne. Ah. And then we did Nemata here and Sirachikvalabam here. But yeah. And those were both that was our first one Croatia here. records? Yeah. So they were in charge of, they got everyone to film the mu music video and the production and everything like that? Yeah, well, we have our videographer, Tim Mainaric. And he actually came up with some gorgeous ideas. I think Apatia was even his location idea. Um, and I was like, go to the beach for a day. Absolutely. Why would I not do that? <laughs> and, um, yeah, he's actually very talented at what he does. And I'm happy that he's worked on that one. And he also worked with Sarachi Kalavan with us as well. And he'll be working on our next single with us. It's already in the works. Ah, <laughs> is that something, uh, that I can't leak here or can we release that? <laughs> well, um, it's actually been accepted into CMC Festival. The song is not released yet, but it is called Aventura, so you can definitely keep a lookout for that song. Um, and if you want to hear it for the first time, it'll actually be premiered on the Dalibor Petko show this Sunday. Oh, wow, at, pretty cool. I'll have to keep at, an eye out for that. At 3 p.m. Croatian time. I don't even know. <laughs> no, I hate doing the math, trying to calculate what I time can't that figure is it out. <laughs> um, well, that, that sort of leads me into... Um, sort of the end here and I want to ask you know what sort of projects do you guys have coming up with sort of plans anything for the summer any upcoming concerts you're excited about playing or just going to 
Yeah, um, we've going to release this single soon and we're going on to the CMC Festival for the first time ever and we're honoured that we get to be a part of that. Um, we were chosen of one of the 40 and um, that's going to be scary and fun and everything, I'm sure. And then we, of course, are still working on that album we keep talking about <laughs> um, and hopefully that'll be done soon. <laughs> and um, I only just just keep hoping that um everybody will enjoy it and as much as we do well it sounds like a busy summer um aside from <laughs> you know music and, and work do you guys have maybe any vacation plans or you know you stop by opatia again or somewhere in dalmatia oh we are totally totally extending that trip in vote so <laughs> <laughs> let me tell you now <laughs> yeah oh man i'm excited for summer it's well you're here in zagreb too it's finally it's nice today it's what like yeah oh, gorgeous sunny. weather Yep. And we chose to do a podcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry for scheduling it today. No, it's all Jay. <laughs> all good. Uh, all right. Well, you guys have been a lot of fun. Um, you know, definitely everyone, if they haven't listened to your music before, we'll check out, we'll have to check out the songs. I already listened to a couple. I plan on definitely listening to the album when you guys get that done. And, Thank you. <laughs> you know, maybe I'll have to come jam sometime. But again, oh, a, absolutely. a subtle flex there. Absolutely. Keep practicing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I got some terrible acoustic I bought off of uh, Nushkalo. It doesn't even have frets. <laughs> and definitely bring that song you tried to make once. Oh, I <laughs> <laughs> I think I burned that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thank you for having us. That's it for today's episode of the All Things Croatia podcast. Thanks for tuning in, and I hope you all enjoyed it. You can subscribe to the Patreon and check out the All Things Croatia Instagram page to stay updated. Feel free to reach out to me with any questions, tips, or ideas, and make sure to tune back in to the next episode. Thanks again, and vidimo se!